Welcome to the Bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta. And we have a very exciting special guest in the virtual studio today. Take it away, Detta. We are welcoming Conowin Moore, who is a musician and a witch and an astrologer, which you have already heard on one of our episodes, and that you'll be hearing monthly as well, which we're really excited about. And we're going to hear today a little bit about, uh, and and she's also a composer. (laughs) And I have your album, and I love it. Also, can I just say, all of your photo shoots on Instagram look like cosplay photo shoots, and I'm just like, can I? I want to do that. (laughs) I want to oh my do God, that. come over. <laughs> Please come over. Hi. Like, it's so great to be here. Thank you so much for that really lovely introduction. It's oh. it's my pleasure to be here with you ladies today. I'm so glad you're here. I So, hey, tell us a little bit. I, I, I know I kind of spilled the beans on some stuff there, but tell <laughs> us about, well, actually, I'm going to backtrack just a little bit. Carly and I have known each other for 10 years, 15 years, 10 years. And I met her first as a musician. And here I was hanging out on this Morgan uh, website. And I made a comment, which I don't do very much on that website. And all of a sudden, Carly pops up as, hey, and went, what? <laughs> and we found out that we follow the same the same goddess. And that's how we connected. And I was like, we have this podcast. You want to come on it? <laughs> and yes. I just think you're amazing. So that's how we know each other and how we found Conowin for this podcast. So please tell us, tell us all, tell us everything. <laughs> oh my gosh. Tell us everything. That's like not like not specific, but yeah, go for it. It's not specific, but you know, I deal yeah. with like, like timey, wimey, wobbly, like things all the time. <laughs> She's an artist. I can just throw stuff on the wall. We'll make it work. Uh, <laughs> thank you. So I, yeah, I'm, I am a follower of the Morgan and she's very close to me. I've had kind of an eclectic background of witchcraft, which admittedly is very short. Um, I have not been a witch for very long, but I have dove like head first into this community, into this space. And I'm just loving it. It's so inspiring to me. I've been a solitary. I've now been part of a coven, had the honor and pleasure of creating a lot of original work in celebration of the Sabbaths of the year. And then my work as an astrologer has naturally translated into my work as a witch. And if anything, it's just exaggerated both sides. And now I'm incorporating my original music, which I am a, you know, born and raised composer. So I find myself writing in the style of all my favorite pagan folk artists and and getting to perform, um, especially in this day and age. I'm just, I'm so grateful that I can be so openly an artist and a witch in this space. And I've just felt so welcomed. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of <laughs> the brief, like, 
statement of who I've been. And um, I've had the pleasure of working very closely with a local coven in the last couple of weeks and months um, throughout 2020. And now as I go forward, I'm looking at working as a solitary and as an artist creating music in the field, in the space, and hopefully getting to perform. I would love to perform live, but at least oh, virtually yeah. someday soon. So mode it be. <laughs> so here we are. It's It's been a wonderful experience overall. And I just, I'm loving it more and more. And I just keep trying to get more involved. So <laughs> so I know that working with these other groups, you created all this music, this great music for rituals, your Samhain ritual that I now own that music. And it's absolutely wonderful. I love it. I listen to it all the time. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Because I am absolutely in love <laughs> with your music. Thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, Samhain, man, was just... That was like a dream. And that's really where a lot of this music for my my new label, Kano and More, is, is from. Uh, I'm so, so I guess, yeah, I'll start a little bit. I'll rewind a little bit. Kano and More, the label, my music, you know, offshoot into performing fantasy and folk. Um, Dada, as you know, I have been a huge fan of Irish traditional folk music my whole life and yeah. have gotten the opportunity to write some really incredible music in that style. And I just wanted to expand into performance, live performance, and doing um, music that was connected with my craft, connected with, um, you know, just the stories and pagan culture that is around the world and really connecting people on a deeper level in that way. And then COVID hit. So there was no live performing. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, and there you yeah, go. And so that that happened. I had kind of made that decision and then like, bam, next week it was it was the lockdown. So it's like, OK, cool. Like universe is telling me to hold my cool my heels for a second. I met this coven. Uh, they gave me so many opportunities to perform music that had also been written elsewhere, but also that I got to write four different rituals um, within our live performances, within our live rituals that we did in 2020. And um, as you mentioned, Mabon was one of our big productions. And I was so excited to not only perform a song for that, but also score it with, you know, my, my music. And then Samhain came. So after Mabon, it was like, okay, we got to do something real big for Samhain. And um, because we couldn't do a big ball like we normally do, we decided to do a limited exclusive access only with only 25 people to remain COVID safe. We incorporated the, the mass, as you said, into the performance. Everything was pre-recorded. Recorded, so we weren't actually speaking anything. It was all played through the speakers. So I had a lot of music to write for Halloween. <laughs> it was time. gorgeous. Thank you. And I I was so thrilled by how it turned out. I was so inspired by the embalming ritual, just all of the, the history that comes with studying ancient Egypt. I mean, it's just so rich and, and beautiful. So I was so inspired that I decided that I had to take this music a step further and release it on its own to expand upon it a little bit. And the album itself, which is called Ushapti, uh, Ushapti actually is the name of the funerary doll that is presented and given to the mummy when they're sent off into the land of the dead. And we had a real Egyptian Ushapti that we used um, for the ritual. Uh, she has one from Egypt, oh. which is pretty cool. So we used that. And I just thought, what a beautiful like way to sort of encompass the entire you know experience of writing this album so it's an album that I never expected to write but it came out of me and 
I felt like I just wanted to keep sharing it. And I also like, okay, I love music that I can just like sit and groove to. Like, I don't need to listen to lyrics. I don't need to like, I just want to like do my laundry or like edit my photos and like have just something going on. So I was like, this is the like Wiccan groove album I've always wanted, like that I need to just write. <laughs> so I did. I love that. I love that. So yeah, <laughs> that's kind of where sometimes, that came from. Sometimes you just want to vibe. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And isn't that amazing how I love what you said. This isn't the album you were planning. It just came out of you. You know what? Creative inspiration. Something happened earlier today with Corey when we were talking. I just sometimes we get visited when we get visited and that's just what it is. What comes out is what comes out, especially when it's divinely inspired. I think I will say Anubis was waking me up. He wow. just kept coming through like, oh, no, I need to be involved because originally Anubis was never going to be part of the ritual. We were just going to have it focused around Isis. And he he showed up and was like, Mm-mm, nope, you got to put me like front and center. So he's in it. I have a whole track for him. Like, I mean, like he, he made himself known and we listened. And I mean, you, you've seen the result. And yeah. I think it was exactly divinely inspired, as you said. Yeah. I for those of you who don't work with deities, it is a very I don't I don't I wouldn't call it scary. I, I was never scared, but I know some people are are a little bit nervous about it and might be a little bit afraid of it. And, and there's definitely some respect that you need for the deities that you're working with. But it's an amazing experience when they show up. And I remember the very first time I had one show up, and I was like, I'm making this up. This is all in my head. And I went, uh, no, no, I don't think it is. <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't think, Corey, you don't, you had a visit, actually. I had a visit. I had a visit. It was a really frightening visit because I was really, really, really angry due to some political garbage. I was visited by the goddess of madness and chaos it was really i like i i know that it wasn't a i'm your goddess kind of visit it was a you need me and my fortitude right now kind of visit but i don't have a deity partly because i don't know i don't have like a good barometer for myself for like where i should be pointing my satellite dish right now so like i listeners if you've been listening since we started, we'll know that like I'm trying to get in touch with the part of my family and heritage that is from the Southwest, uh, New Mexico. There's a lot of really amazing like stuff there that is hard to track down because it's not written or recorded in the same ways. I don't feel... My mom's side of the family is Irish, Scottish, Norwegian. So I feel an immediate like familiarity with those pantheons. But I don't know if I feel a connection with them. I'm just kind of doing the thing <laughs> where I just point my big satellite dish up and like <laughs> see what happens. Yeah. I don't I don't active I'm not actively seeking at the moment, but I am being receptive. And that's why I wanted to bring up Corey's experiences because you do not have to uh, work with deities to be a legitimate witch. Totally. And some people never will ever work with deities, but they will still practice witchcraft. I was just wondering, I like these kind of questions. If there was something that you wanted people to know about witchcraft or your particular tradition, what would that thing be? 
that could be like something that's misunderstood or just not known like yeah I um you know okay so it's funny I, I was giving some thought to this actually recently and I think that and I had a really great discussion with another fellow witch I feel like okay so um earlier I think before the podcast we had mentioned this as well just that witchcraft in general is so personal and intimate and it's hard to know like where to search for the answers but I think ultimately what I've realized is like kind of what you were saying about pointing your satellite dish up witchcraft is really about being receptive it's not I don't think at least this has just been my experience of course but I just feel like sometimes and maybe because of Hollywood because of influences whatever we make it out to be this like super serious like you're gonna get visited by ghosts in the night and a deity is gonna shake you awake and it's gonna be this like <laughs> incredible experience you're gonna be able to fly I mean like I mean just like there's so much that's like put on to witchcraft because of our understanding of it. And so we try to get deeper and deeper into, okay, what's the reality of this? And really, I think it's about the personal journey and being receptive to, well, what am I sensing? What am I feeling? What am I seeing? So a great example is, um, you know, for a long time, I really wanted, I really wanted to see ghosts. <laughs> okay. Like really wanted to like be a medium. And that's just been part of my own personal journey and I was like one day I'm gonna like get to that level I'm gonna like open the psychic portal and it's gonna be amazing and I'm just gonna be able to see everything well that's not how it works right <laughs> at least that's not <laughs> how it works for me so I you know I went to the um I went to a couple of my incredible mentors that I've met in this journey and they did they opened my psychic portal they were able to help me with my clairvoyancy but oh my gosh did it manifest in just the most natural easy way because I was open to just, well, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm experiencing. So one of my first experiences with with actually connecting with someone from the other side, I was doing a tarot reading for somebody and all of a sudden I didn't see anything. I just felt a presence of somebody. And it was when she was talking about her mother who had passed on. And it was like, there was just this knowing in me that I was like, I think her mother's here with us. And it wasn't, it wasn't, I mean, I, of course I doubted immediately. Like we were talking about, it's like, is that me or yeah. is that like, what, what's happening here? But I just trusted, okay, this is what I'm, this is what I'm experiencing. Do I know what it is exactly? No, I don't. I'm just going to, I'm just going to go with it. So later in the reading, she asked me and said, did you feel like anybody was with us during this? Cause I did. And I was like, you know, to be honest, I think your mother was here with us. And she goes, oh. <gasps> My mother shows up at every single reading I do. <laughs> and to feel like, wow, oh my gosh. Like, I mean, that was so like empowering for me. And at the time I had to just be like, mm-hmm, really? Like, I mean, because I had to act like normal about it in the moment. But oh my gosh, to, like what a shot in the arm to just be like, yeah, I was right. Like I felt something that that was felt among us. You know, we it's it's so not what we expect it to be. But it's all about just trusting ourselves. That's why I think it is so empowering as a practice just to have that trust built up in yourself that you are going to intuitively feel the changes, whether it be in the earth, the environment, your space, your craft, your work, your deity, your relationship to everything. It's it's about learning to trust that you 
you are the creator of your universe and you are ultimately in charge. And gosh, doesn't that just affect everything we do in our life? I mean, it's it's translated into my own work and my own ability to stand up for myself and um, to go after the things I want is to build that level of trust. So I think really it's it's put away all of the pomp and circumstance and just follow your gut because that will lead you in the right direction. There's something too there, I think, that you said about opening yourself up. Yes. I think I study a lot of uh, yogic philosophy. There's a lot of verbiage around unlayering mm-hmm. yourself, mm-hmm. like unburdening yourself, unlayering yourself so that you can perceive and interact with the reality of things exactly as they are, kind of like without judgment. There's something about, I think witchcraft we've talked about it i've talked about it before as like an untangling of your string but i think that it it's true that it's it's sort of an un an unlayering and it's an opening up it's a way of shedding the things that have been put on you that you didn't ask for so that you can interact with your world in an honest way exactly as you are and i think that everybody has the potential to do that but not everybody has the drive or interest in opening those senses back up. I'll talk to a little bit about that. So since we're all in the arts here on the <laughs> podcast, and some of you that are listening, I know you are as well. I have taught for years how to get to a relaxed state of readiness for actors <laughs> when I started really practicing witchcraft, really going deep. I was like, huh, this is like an acting exercise that I teach. Huh. That's like a focus exercise. That, that's a, that's an, ima- yeah. There are it's- so many tools that we learn as actors that are translated oh so easily to witchcraft and energy work. And it's just that liberal arts education that we talked about in an interview a couple weeks ago. It's really, I think, important to look at other sources other than just witchcraft books and Wicca books, if you're Wiccan, to open yourself up to a way to delve into your practice. And Corey has something to say. I see it. It's almost as though mindfulness is the key to being your most real self. What? What? (laughs) Amazing. Wow. (laughs) It's almost like that, That was deep, Corey. That was totally deep. Thank you for distilling down to the truth of that. I appreciate that. (laughs) Because, like, it's true. in, In theater, in witchcraft, in yoga, in music, in... In... In relationships, everything comes down to being mindful. Yeah. And getting out of your own way. (laughs) Just get out of your way. Truly. And then get everyone else out of your way. (laughs) I have a question. I know that music is a big part of your practice, clearly. But if you had to, like, add another big, like, not discipline, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, would you say that you're, like, a a kitchen witch or a or a like divination witch or a like what is your like jam okay my jam straight up is astrology i am the 
biggest yeah. astrology nerd. Okay. That is like what. We're- so in terms of how I got into everything, like this really, I mean, astrology is where my bread and butter is. Um, I've done tarot since like high school, but astrology, I'm, I'm a very proud Leo. If that wasn't super obvious. It's <laughs> pretty clear. So is my yeah. daughter. Yeah. So. <laughs> But she's Pisces rising, Gemini moon. That's why I never stop talking. Anyway, <laughs> so, you know, I've got no boundaries. You can ask me anything you want, right? But astrology has been just like literally I look at my life and being a Gemini moon, it's like you you get to you, you got to go like it's playing ping pong. You got to go between two different life paths at all time because we cannot for the life of us decide on one thing. So I've decided that my two pillars of... <laughs> of my life are music and astrology and I'm actually I'm so excited okay I'm gonna talk about this I'm so stoked oh please I am such a nerd okay so I (laughs) like self-professed nerd here I am devising a possible connection where I'm gonna start writing music based on people's natal charts so I'm going to take the mathematic oh. connection between all the different planets, what tones they produce, which you can look up on NASA, which is wild, and like oh, the yeah, different houses yeah, and all of like the aspects, the mathematical equations, because I'm really into math. And I'm going to turn them into like celestial soundtracks for people. This is something I would like yeah. one, please. <laughs> So I just found the NASA tone website yeah. or one of them. I'm sure there are tons of them out there. And I was I was like, how did I not know about this before? How do I get more into it? And you're how I Ta-da. get to get more into it. I get to commission you to make music. Yes. For I my would like this. I would I would like a star yes. song, please. <laughs> yes. Please. I have to figure yes, out what please. we're gonna call them because like they're so uh so and this is something that a lot of composers are starting to get into, which I think is pretty cool. Um there's a there's a particular duo actually that's doing these like really amazing they're 12 minute long piano improvisations based on a set of rules from people's natal charts but I have a background of course in um in writing soundtracks for for film for theater and so I was like I want to like I want to get outside of just piano not that I don't love piano piano is my my main instrument but I want to like I mean I'm just like there's so many different tones here and like colors and I just want to play and just like come up with things and use I love I love codes and I love like formulas Mm -hmm. um I love like series notation like when it comes to uh, like writing music and the like Schoenberg series notation style so it's just like oh my god right and so I know total nerd right (laughs) so I'm just like what better way to blend the two together and to give people like the gift of like this is inspired by your personal natal chart your journey through the universe, your portal into existence. Because I've been reading charts now for years and um, I'm like, oh my God, I, I just gave like a whole family like five readings and all their different combinations and everything. I am so into this. So I'm just like, what a better way to like combine the two together. So I'll have to let you guys know when I launch that because I got to do a lot of demos. Yeah, <laughs> I got to yeah. do a lot of like yeah. figuring out the formula. So I will definitely use your guys's charts as some like backups, like oh, totally. I'm so freaking excited. <laughs> Holy crap. Oh, I hope I hope it's all together by the time that this podcast oh, comes that'd be out great. so that we can yes. say, oh my go to you, this website now. You have and- a, a fiery deeply self-centered Aquarius. Yes. I would really like this. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. Oh my God. I can't wait. I'm so excited. This is going to be perfect. So 
do you, are you still, I knew that you did astrology. Are you still doing that? Like, can we hire you to do astrology or are you not? You are still doing that. I, I wasn't sure you yeah, were. Yeah, so I'm I'm kind of operating on a friends and family level thing. Okay. You know, I'm not doing it. Um, I was doing a lot of, I had a Patreon. I was doing the YouTube channel. I was doing yeah. all that stuff. And it was phenomenal. It was just a lot. <laughs> and frankly, yeah. like music is really where I think I want to focus. So, yeah. um, but I love, I love doing charts. I, I love it. So it just turned into, let's make this like a little bit more manageable. So if I know people or if people want to hire me, like I'm so down um, I just I don't have it publicly available as like something I'm doing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then I thought of this being a way that I could kind of get back into it a little bit because we're going to have the office space. So it is wonderfully specific. <laughs> I love how specific this particular one is and how I I'm so excited. I'm so <laughs> Thank excited. You. This is, well, I'm going to definitely commission my little yes. star. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, ladies. Absolutely. Oh, wow. So freaking cool. So I have I have a question before I get to the other question, and I didn't throw this at you beforehand. It's okay, so throw it at me. I if got you it. Were to re- there are two things, actually. There is this book. It's the Planetary Guide. It comes out every year. It's been going for 40 years. They had the same astrologer for the last, well, since the publication started. And she died oh. before last year's came out, but it was still hers last year. Mm-hmm. I know. She had cancer. It's very... Um, Anyway, so yeah. down her there for a moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have a new astrologer. And it's um, it's really off-putting this year. She's all political, and she's very, very much has a Trump bent. Ew. Interesting. Yeah. Sorry. She really does. Interesting. How can you possibly? I don't know. I can. I How actually can have a little bit possibly? of insight into that specifically because my, my mentor just kind of uncovered some stuff about that. It's fascinating. But basically, Trump's chart looked really good for the election. Um, it had a bunch of aspects that if you look, glanced at it at the surface, you would go like, oh, he's going to win. Well, he didn't. And my mentor, who's yeah. my, you know, my, my, my lady I go to for everything, she's my, my heart and soul, she, um, she did her own predictions on YouTube and pointed out, these are all the reasons why people are saying he's going to win. And actually, this is why he's going to lose. And you look at Biden's chart and you're like, these are all the reasons he's going to lose. But actually, you dig a little deeper. This is why he's going to win. And of course, history told, you know, but it's very interesting. She has the whole year of prediction about how awful it's going to be and how the liberals are coming for you. Maybe that's just my bent. I have asked Tammy to read it and say, am I being, um, am I just like anything that says anything positive about Trump? Because it's very obvious about Trump. Mm-hmm. At one point she says, you're not going to be able to tell who the good guys are. The self-proclaimed fascist fighters. That's what she called mm-hmm. us. And I was just like, oh, oh, you're, you're not who I think you are. <laughs> So anyway, what I was really asking, though, about that, if I wanted to teach myself or find another publication, where would you point people to teach themselves how to learn about what the planets are saying to each other and do their own interpretations? Do you have a source for for people like that? Yes. So I, first of all, I want to give a big shout out to my mentor. I can arguably say she saved my life. Her name is Meredith Fromke out of Issaquah, Washington. Her company is called Soul Navigation. She has a YouTube channel and she has so many videos 
that you can watch for free. And um, she is she has just been the most biggest light and huge educational source in my life. She also has a team of readers who you can book for pretty inexpensive to just talk astrology with you. She has so much online resource in terms of like what she's taught already for free to the public. But the other place I will totally recommend where I have learned a lot is actually Astrology Hub. It's a podcast website, like all the things. They have courses, they have all sorts of stuff and their interviews with the different astrologers. That will just send you if you if you listen to an astrologer that Amanda Poole Walsh, who runs Astrology Hub, who she interviews, and you like their style, I mean, you go follow them. They all have their own platforms. So um, one of my favorites is Rick Levine, who actually lives in Redmond, Washington, which is crazy. He is like phenomenal. Rick Levine has been one of my huge favorites. He is actually my mentor's mentor, which is kind of cool. There's a lineage there as well. But he... um, I, I go listen to his stuff now. He's got a phenomenal Instagram daily in, uh, horoscope he does. And I just think that his his way of teaching astrology is so poetic as well as so depthful. And he does a really good job, I think, being very unbiased toward um the politics because it's I mean it's really yeah. hard especially in the last year and this year um, to look at astrology and not talk to the politics because it's playing out on the world stage so it is. obviously but I do think that there's a way to discuss it um, where we can really look inside of ourselves and and see okay like this is what's playing out on the world stage how does this affect me where do I stand on this and how do I choose to go forward and who do I choose to ally myself with and it doesn't have mm. to be about who's right and who's wrong it's really about your choice your free will because as much as astrology people say you know it's about like your sun sign is going to say this and then uranus is going to move here and then your whole day is going to be messed up because of the retrograde and all that like it's it is so (laughs) much more about free will than people realize and it's about you i mean it's energy it's like fire we can't it's not good or bad it's just there so how are you going to use the mercury retrograde energy how are you going to use the giant saturn square uranus that's causing all of the world stage to be on fire right now. It's up to you to make that choice. So I just find that a lot of the astrologers that are interviewed at Astrology Hub really speak to that. Mm-hmm. That's just been something that I've really learned from. And that will just take you on a tailspin. I mean, you can take their courses or you can just go follow the astrologers. Oh, and that's just what I do. I mean, I'm like, I, you know, I'm like the astrology detective in my own way where I'm like, okay, I like this person and what do they listen to and what do they read? And and there's so much out there. So, um, and I guess the only other thing I'll say as well is we're lucky enough in the Pacific Northwest to be the host of Norwalk, which is every June. It's the big astrology conference, the worldwide astrology conference. Um, I'm lucky enough to have gone to one of the evening talks and it's phenomenal. So you can go, you can sign up and you can go take courses all day long. And it's in June, I believe, um, right in uh, South Center, Washington. So that's another great I option. wonder... I wonder if it'll be online or it was online last year. year. So you can, yeah, so you can do virtual. I don't know if it'll be in person this year or not. Um, I can't imagine. I don't know. We'll have to see. I don't know. either. But they did do virtual last year, so they may continue. I'm hoping by September, October, we can be back out in the real world. We'll see. That'd be really nice. (laughs) I have a question for you regarding astrology. I'm a casual astrologer. Mm -hmm. I like to, I like the horoscope. Yes. I like the star charts. She digs it. Yes. Um, (laughs) My she thinks my uh, app of choice mm-hmm. is Coaster. Uh-huh. How do you feel about Coaster? I, yeah. <laughs> so Coaster, yeah. um, 
I think so. CoStar is a great tool. I think it makes it very easy to read your chart that way. If you're kind of the casual astrologer, um, it does give you. I find that like when I was using CoStar, because I, I don't profess I don't use it right now, um, but when I was using it, the more I dove into, and this may just be my investigatory way of doing things, but the more I dove sure. into the readings, like the the sun sign reading or whatever you got for the day, I was like, mm, what? <laughs> and then I dig into it a little further and the the deeper readings I would find a little bit more accurate, at least in my perspective. Um, I do think mm-hmm. there's, I, I don't know all of the drama. I don't know the tea behind a lot of the, the developers of where that's coming from, but I know that there is some drama there. So there is, I just read about yes. this. So, and again, I am not the person to ask on what the specifics are. I don't know. As I said, I don't use it anymore. Um, I do have a, uh, a, a, program or yeah an app that I can recommend for sure I met the developer he's a wonderful fellow um but I uh I really am a big fan of time passages um that is a chart uh reader on there you can pull up the chart for the day you can compare charts with other people so it's a little bit more I would say in depth than CoStar and and it's not necessarily for the like passive user but what's cool about it is you have these really lovely long descriptions of everything about your chart and you can see your horoscope for the day pretty easily and I find it to be a lot more accurate so that was just something I can throw out there um but I would say that you know oh go ahead all I want to do is sing that song which song which one oh you two are both so young (laughs) (laughs) time passages it's a song oh I love that there's a song now I have to go find out now I have to go investigate (laughs) yeah I might play it at the end of the episode we'll see and I'm excited (laughs) to check out this app (laughs) yeah me too it is quite different from CoStar but I I definitely recommend its accuracy and so and like I said I met the developer he's a lovely guy so (laughs) as far as I'm concerned more resources more resources more better there we go so who's inspiring you right now yeah so I'm really excited I'm I am going back to my roots right now. Um, my ancestral roots, my composer musician roots right now. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I've been very inspired by the Egyptian pantheon for the last project I did, but I am moving into uh, returning to my Irish traditional folk music, um, but I'm going a bit hardcore and most of it I will I will go ahead and share this. Um, I'm writing a three song cycle for a three song song cycle for the Morrigan. Um, my patron deity and my love. <laughs> I love my great queen. She's just yeah and so and she has been an inspiration to me for so long but I really wanted to write a piece for her that spoke to her message that spoke to the parts of her that that the world doesn't see as easily and just really celebrate her through my music because she's been there for so long um and of course she is from my native ireland I, I say my native ireland i should say i am irish i'm mostly irish and i've always felt a very close connection to ireland so i just feel like that's part of the reason why we have found each other so i'm i'm listening right now to just so much irish traditional music that i've grown up listening to so it feels very much like coming home mm. I am excited because I'm taking the traditional folk band, but I'm combining it with symphonic 
chamber ensemble score soundtrack. <laughs> so it's kind of a big, exciting, epic blend of music styles. And um, I was trained in conservatory, so I, I definitely have this background in more of a symphonic operatic writing style. And I'm trying to combine the two in a new way and then also use some really cool extended technique sort of, you know, avant-garde practices in music. So I'm incorporating water phone. I'm incorporating like the sound of scratching your nail down the inside of a piano. I mean, like I want to like really play with timbre and color and sound for this because I want to create the soundscape of of her power. I mean, it's just, it, it's so yeah. far reaching and I want the lyrics. I would really like, I'm, I'm studying Irish right now. So I would really like the, the lyrics to be in Gaelic, um, to come from the original text of the Tawin. And I'm working on that right now. So I'm, <laughs> that's kind of where my head's at in terms of like where I'm listening. Yeah. A band I can recommend. And I say a band, it's like a group and it looks like they have a lot of like players that come in and out they invite a lot of guest people in but one of their albums that I'm obsessed with it's Lunasa they have this chamber ensemble with the Yulian pipes and their ensemble combined together and it just creates this beautiful soundscape of you know this this lush symphonic score with the sounds of Irish traditional music and it's just phenomenal so that's been a huge inspiration for me and then also sort of on the side and these are just some artists I really want to shout out because like I just I love them. Another side, similar to you, Corey, talking about the Norwegian side and the Irish and uh, European background. The Norse for me, the Scandinavian side of me is also very strong. So I've been listening to another artist. She typically actually does like death folk metal, but she just came out with a folk song album. Her name is like, I think it's Mjörker or Merker, but it's M-Y-R-K-U-R. And she came out with this album called Folk Song. It's sung in Danish, German, Norse, English, and it just is the most luscious, gorgeous, most amazing wow. album ever. I don't know about you guys, but like I love listening to music in other languages. Like it's kind of just too. in the background. Like I don't need to know. But she actually goes through and talks about every song's like inspiration in the album notes. So I know what's happening in the song and you can feel it and like groove with it and Oh, it's just so well produced and so gorgeous. So that's been a huge inspiration for me. And then the other band I want to point out because they are a bunch of fantastic females. They're releasing their debut album next month. Their name is, the group's name is Tvinna. So it's T-V-I-N-N-A. The main three ladies are Laura, Fiona, and Fika. But they're from a bunch of different groups in the sort of Norwegian Norse metal slash folk area arena. And they came together to create this like conceptual group. And the music, they've already released a couple of the songs. The album's called One in the Dark. It's releasing next month. You can go listen to like their couple tracks. It is so gorgeous and luscious and different sounding. I don't know. They just have this beautiful blend. I'm really into color and timbre, like if that wasn't obvious, but like they just have like this cool way that they put all their voices and instruments together. They're phenomenal recording artists. Oh my God, these ladies are so talented. So they've come together for this experimental thing, but it's very feminine centric. And I just think it's super cool to see these powerful ladies come together and just make something really different and new sounding so Tvina I'm like I'm like so excited for their release album I've been like talking to them online like oh my god I'm so stoked I'm such a fangirl so anyway I just want to put that out there because that's again that's going back to my roots but yeah just some powerful like music and then just getting back to like Oh, the the music that I love from Ireland so would you mind telling us a little bit more about your new space 
So I have an at-home studio. Um, I call it my Smashing Ivory Studios because I am Smashing Ivory Productions. But we're actually expanding, which is really exciting and not just expanding like out to anywhere. I am very lucky and excited to um, say that I have just signed the lease on an office in Crescent Moon Gifts, which is a store I've had a lot of really wonderful experiences out in Tacoma, Washington. Um, we A lot of the rituals that I was able to perform live uh, with the coven I was a part of have been at that store and it is just a mecca of witchy supplies so I'm I'm a big fan like I, I'll be there every week whether or not I had an office but they actually had an office open up and I jumped on it so I'm going to be using that for filming for hopefully giving some astrology readings in the future to go with the music I plan on writing and just I just want like a cool space to work you know like I want to yeah. go to work COVID if anything like this year has taught me it's like okay working from home is great we have the ability but I miss like going and seeing and like working out in places, especially that inspire me. So I love that I get to go here and like be surrounded by all the witchy goodness. And then I'm going to be making astrology music. Like, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, how did I get this life? I'm so excited. <laughs> dream. It's like for me, just working in a, met a metaphysical store. I right? follow this. I follow this amazing witch on TikTok who works at Catland Books nice they are just the weird that's why i knew catland books when we talked about it that time anyway yeah. uh, they are just the coolest person and i just want to like be around all those teas oh, and yeah. all those all those beautiful artworks oh. and i'm just like can i move to new york and work at catland books <laughs> just that yes energy. yeah you can find a lot of great teachers there they sponsor a lot of great teachers um in their virtual space which is great so, Conowin, thank you so much for sharing all this information. I feel incredibly inspired by the music and the star music. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. I know, wait. Yeah, yeah, need that. This has just been so amazing. I'm just so grateful to you. So, so thank grateful. you so much. It has been my pleasure. Thank you, ladies, so much for having me. It's been such a fun afternoon Huzzah. with you both. And just getting to talk about this stuff is so fun. <laughs> like, this is just, yeah, this was meant to happen. And here we are. And it's been fabulous. And I cannot wait to continue my relationship with yeah. both of you in this podcast. Yeah. Congratulations. This is such a cool thing you guys are doing. And I just, I'm so honored to be a part thank of it. You. So thank you. Thank you so much. Honored Seriously. Can't. I can't wait till we can see you in person Thanks. down at Tacoma. Oh my God, we're going to hug so, so hard. We're going to hug so, so hard. hard. It's going to be so, so magnificent. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> and then I will present your song, so your star hugs. songs both to you. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Listeners, until next time. Be well. Harm none. And don't forget, you are magic. Hey, everybody. If you like this show or you know someone who would like this show, feel free to share it and like and then rate and review us. Reviews, even if it's just like a smiley face emoji or a little thumbs up, a review helps us get seen by other people. Um, so if you have the time, it costs nothing. Please drop us a line. Yeah, and a follow on Spotify or iHeartRadio is also very helpful, depending on where you listen to us. So thank you. And you can find us on Instagram. At Bonfire Babble. Twitter. Bonfire Babble Podcast. Facebook. Bonfire Babble Podcast. And our Gmail. Bonfire Babble Podcast at gmail.com. That's a place you can go to sign up for our newsletter or to ask us any questions. 
We would love to hear from you. Heck yeah. I would like to acknowledge that we are on the traditional land of the first people of Seattle, the Duwamish people, past and present, and honor with gratitude the land itself and the Duwamish tribe. For more information, reach out to realrent.org.